You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Yay. Hello. I am so excited to be back doing another episode with you guys. This is actually only my second time sitting down to do a big recording session. I tend to batch record these. So I recorded six episodes all together last time. So I guess this one that I'm recording now will be episode number seven, which is just so crazy to think that I started this podcast kind of on a whim because it just felt right and good and fun. And here I am and I'm still loving it. I'm enjoying it. And if you did not read the title of this episode, it is going to be all about how often you should be working out. I'm asked this question frequently, and I think sometimes it has different um, people have different intentions behind like when they ask this question, sometimes they mean how often they should be moving, how often they should be exercising, how often they should be lifting. Um, so I'm kind of going to talk a little bit about all of those things just to make sure I cover all the bases. And I think we all have different concepts of what we should be doing based on what we hear and what we see other people doing. And what they're doing might not be wrong. Um, so I have, I have no idea what you're seeing or what you're hearing. So I can't say, but it might not necessarily be the right thing for you. It could be that could work great for you, but it might not. And if you're listening to this and you're feeling confused about how much you should be doing, because what you've done in the past hasn't really worked very well for you, then I'm guessing you might need a little bit of a shift in how often you are exercising, working out, et cetera. And, or it can just make you feel so much better to feel assured that you're doing the right thing, as opposed to, should I be do, doing something else? Is this the right thing? Is this bad for me? It'll just give you a lot more clarity moving forward as to what you should be doing. So when people say work out, I think they typically mean one, do something active or two lift, at least when they're asking me, I mean, they ask someone else. I don't know what they're really meaning, but when people ask me that question, they usually mean one of those two things. So that's really where I'm focusing on. And I have another episode. I believe it was episode four about making exercise a habit. And in the beginning of that episode, I talked about the difference between movement, exercise, and working out because these aren't the same things. People tend to use them interchangeably. However, they are different things. So if you're a little unclear on that, go back and listen to that episode 
because I explained that. <laughs> but just for the sake of this episode, I am going to be discussing specifically exercise and working out. So really like physical activity, not super exerting yourself, but not just moving around the house. So that's exercise and then working out as in lifting. Those are the two things I'm going to be talking about. Now you should be moving and exercising every single day. And it, I don't mean doing some crazy hit workout or something every single day. It's just that if your workouts in life are so overwhelming and so difficult and exhausting, and they leave you feeling so burned out that you can't go on a walk around your house, or you can't do a Pilates workout, then that is way too much. You should be doing these things. You should be physically active every single day. It like when people take rest days where they just have to lay on the couch or lay on the bed the whole stinking day, that's not okay. That's not okay. And I'm talking about from a physical physical point of view. So it's true that sometimes for our mental health, I have no idea what's going on in your life. Maybe you really feel like that can refresh you. And I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about physically, what's the best thing for you? And that's to get out and move every single day. And it doesn't need to be a huge thing. You don't need to break a sweat, but your body, every single thing about it says that it was designed to move. There's nothing about it that says it shouldn't be moving. So for you to not be doing that in a day would be to not be using your body for what it was made to do. That makes sense. So there's that. But beyond that, now talking about working out or lifting. So we really should be practicing resistance training. Um, you could do it however many days a week works for you, but your full body should be worked two to three times per week. And this can be done a bunch of different ways. And I'm about to spit out a bunch of different ways that it could be. And there are more than this, but I think this will give you a pretty clear idea of what I'm talking about. So like I said, full body, two to three days per week, this could be option one, three full body days, option two, three upper and three lower option three two lower, two upper push, two upper pull. Option four, three lower, two upper push pull combos. That would be five days a week. Option five, two full body. Option six, two lower, two upper. Option seven, one full, one lower, one upper. Option eight, one full, two lower, two upper. So you get the idea here. I could keep going on, but basically the full body work it two to three times per week. Now, if you're pretty deconditioned, you don't really exercise very often, or you don't really lift very often. And this is kind of new for you. I suggest starting with the two days per week and seeing how your body feels and then gradually working up to the three days per week. And I don't mean only working out two days per week or only working out three days per week to full body. So working your full body twice, working your full body three times. So starting at the bottom and working your way up. Now, something super important to keep in mind here is that each muscle group needs 48 to 72 hours of rest. So this doesn't mean you need to work out 
let's say you work out your upper body. It doesn't mean you need to wait 48 to 72 hours to do resistance training again. It would just mean that you should wait 48 to 72 hours to work those same exact muscles again. Now, if you are not ready by then, so let's say you do an upper body day on Monday, um, Thursday comes and you are still not ready. Wow. That means one, your workouts could be too challenging and, or two, that your body is under so much stress that outside of your workouts. And I don't mean just mental and emotional stress. It's under so much stress that it's not able to recover in time. And that is a major red flag. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be working out. It means that you really need to make it a priority to limit those stressors. Now, when I say stress, I'm not just talking about mental and emotional stress. Stress can come from so many different things. It can come from not moving. (laughs) It can come from poor quality food. It can come from not getting enough sleep. It can come from mineral imbalances. It can come from not getting enough sunlight. It can come from just poor quality sleep. It can come from not drinking enough water. It could, there's so many things, blue light, you know, staring at your computer all the time, watching TV too often, just being depressed. Those things take a physical toll on your body. You know, the whole body is connected, the physical and the non-physical body. It's all one. So when you have issues in one area of your life, it's totally going to affect other, other areas too. Um, so you need to make sure that as you increase your, um, workload exercise, exercise to say like, so, (laughs) wow, I I don't know how to explain this. So your workload with your exercise, as you increase that, make sure that you are giving your body the time that it needs to recover. Now, I definitely recommend, um, deloading as you go through this. So if you are gradually, if you are applying progressive overload, so my last episode was how to apply progressive overload. So within your workouts, if you're applying progressive overload and you are consistently asking your body to more and more and more every single week, please deload please, please deload. This is something I've been doing for years. I actually just did a, an experiment on myself, nothing dangerous. Um, but you know, like I said, I've been deloading a long time and usually when it comes time to deload, I feel fine and I don't see the point in deloading. And I'm like, well, I mean, I see the point, but I don't, sometimes I wonder if I really need it. So I decided to forego my deload one time and my body was so, so exhausted. And I could make a whole different episode all about deloading, but essentially it's when you repeat all of your same workouts, but you do them at 10 to 20% reduced volume or intensity. So like I said, maybe that's another, um, episode for another time, but you can apply that concept. So every let's say five to six weeks, I want you to decrease your workload, do the same things, but just do a little less weight, just do a few less reps, like one or the other, so that your body can really take that break and recovery and your central nervous system can chill out a bit. And then that'll actually benefit. You'll be able to get stronger the next week. So some other good ways, aside from deloading, besides deloading, um, to mitigate the stress is to eat enough food. When your body's under stress, that requires so much fuel. So no deficits, no deficits during this time. Make sure you're eating enough carbs, enough protein, get at least eight hours of sleep uninterrupted. Try taking a magnesium flake bath. Make sure there's no other um, 
sense or crap inside the um inside the magnesium flakes it's just magnesium take a bath in that your skin is an organ it will absorb it and magnesium will make you feel relaxed and it aids in healing um, and recovery do dynamic stretching belly breathing if you have not tried cupping before this can be so so good for recovery um, look into that it's another subject for another time but cupping is great massage get an acupressure mat and also try red light therapy these are all great methods to help your body deal with the stress that sometimes is avoidable and we can take things into our own hands to try to eliminate some of that stress, but some stress in life is just not, there's nothing we can do about it. So we need to take these measures to help our body recover. So like I said, going back to how often two to three full body days a week. So your full body should be worked two to three days a week and you should be moving outside of this too. So this isn't the only form of exercise you do. Like you can fit in other movement around there, like walks, hiking, running, swimming, bike rides, Pilates, yoga, just movement in ways that feel good. It's not strenuous, just feels good and right. Physical activity should be a daily thing, but unless you're doing a body part split, so a body part split, when you're splitting all your workout workouts into, um, just body part areas, unless you're doing that, um, resistance training really shouldn't be a daily thing. Um, but physical activity and movement should be. Now, just to wrap things up, I want to remind you guys that just last week, I opened my membership strong with Estelle to the public. If you have missed the things I have said about it, here's a little rundown on it. Strong with Estelle is a fitness membership program that maps out all of your workouts. It educates you along the way, and it gives you the support of a personal trainer, me, <laughs> and to answer questions for you and an awesome group of ladies to cheer you on. You have a community. So I'm going to read off a few things here. And if this sounds nice to you, you definitely need to check out Strong with Estelle. So close your eyes and imagine yourself walking into a gym and knowing exactly what to do. Working out with a barbell, not just dumbbells. Grabbing the heavier dumbbells because you think your body can handle a bit more. Being excited over your first five push-ups as opposed to your first five pounds lost. Running around with the kids and not running out of breath. Carrying all the groceries in the house without feeling tired. Carrying all your luggage up the stairs because you can. Not worrying about how you looked in a picture and always asking for a retake. Imagine yourself with confidence, determination, freedom, strength, appreciation, clarity, and energy. Now, I am seriously so excited, like I said, to get this out to you guys. The link for more information is in the show notes. You can flip through all the details and roll if you want. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to send me an email at EstelleCFitness at gmail.com. That's Estelle, my name. C for my middle name and fitness at gmail.com. You could also just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Estelle Fitness. I'd love to hear from you. We could just have an open conversation if you have any questions about it. 
And also finally wrapping this up, I just want to remind you guys that I am not your personal trainer unless you've hired me to work with you. So the information that I share in this podcast, it is purely educational. Um, Please talk to your coach, your trainer, your medical professional to get the um, down low on what you really should be doing. I love to educate you guys, but unless you've hired me to work with you. This is simply just an educational source. Thank you so, so much for tuning into another episode. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.